Welcome to the WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio share Today, we will be live on the air until 6 o'clock p.m. with guest hosts from the local community. And to say thank you for your financial support, we have some great gifts to enrich your Catholic faith. Operators are standing by right now to take your tax-deductible pledge. So call 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit wsficatholicradio.org to make your donation online. Well, hello and welcome. This is our first ever sports and faith share And as our next guest reminded me, when you hear WSFI, some people think it means St. Francis's Instruments, but what it really means is Sports Faith International. So when we first got the license, I tried QPH, you know, Queen of Perpetual Help. I went through all the litany of Loretto, trying to get initials that would work, and they were all taken. So just on a fluke, I tried SFI, Sports Faith International, which was our parents' name. And sure enough, it went through, and here we are today. So this is the first time many of you know that we've been having a Sports Faith Hall of Fame since 2008. And uh, so this share is so exciting and rewarding uh, from a personal standpoint because we get to reconnect with a lot of old friends, old and forever friends. We hope to all be in heaven someday, but it's just great to touch base. Um, it's just great to touch base on this side of heaven. So our first guest, I would call him, I don't know, I don't know do we want to call him the godfather of the sports and faith movement? I don't know. I think I was saying to him before, it's so much more important now, 15 years later, uh, I think in, in terms of us being able to get the crystal clear message of the Catholic faith across to the culture of our time. And sports and faith has so many tremendous analogies that people will understand. And it's such a huge demographic, not only in the United States and throughout the world. And our next guest has been one of the most successful people in creating this movement and sustaining it. His name is Raymond McKenna. So Raymond, or Ray, resides in the Washington, D.C. area with his wife and seven children. And of course, I don't know, this could be like the eighth child, his golden retriever, Cooper. He is an attorney who served in a number of federal government positions, and he is the founder and the current president of Catholic Athletes for Christ. Catholic Athletes for Christ is a dynamic sports ministry that serves really pretty much most of the... um, sports industry today, the NFL, Major League Baseball, and really all sports to allow for the receipt of the sacraments at team sporting venues. Catholic Athletes for Christ provides service through over 200 priest chaplains located all across the nation. It has over 100 high, high school chapters around the country. And welcome, Ray. I think you've been on a few times earlier on, but it's so great to have you back. Welcome to the Sports Face share Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Angela. Yeah, so tell us a little bit. I, people might not even know what we're talking about. We're talking about the sports faith industry. And you were the person who really explained to me way back when, before we even started Sports Faith International, what the challenges were and why it was so important. 
Yes, and, and thank you for having me on. Let me just say I want to um, mention that um, I am so thankful to you and Pat McCaskey and, and your husband Matt um, for being in working in the vineyard for so many years in this field of uh, sports and faith. And uh, I'm just so ex so thankful for what you you've done and you continue to do. Um, so I'm really pleased, and, and thank you for the question also because you know I, I think we share a common belief that um, sports is a wonderful venue to share the good news of Christ. Um, and for some people, that seems, you know, pretty natural. Um, um, it, but for others, it, it seems quite foreign. Um, and I, I think, you know, when we give examples, when, when you have your Sports Faith International, which I'm happy, I think I'm on your board. Um, yes, indeed. Part of, is, um, you know, when you have, um, the top-notch athletes um, who come or coaches and share their faith, there's a real resonance there because people understand. And you have, a, I'll take an example, you know, recent example, Coach uh, Jim Harbaugh um, just won the national championship, uh, was hired in the last week by the Los Angeles Chargers um, to be their new head coach and also appeared at the March for Life um, last week. Um, so, um, you know, it is it, his witness is pretty clear and pretty understandable, and that excites people, and they understand it. Um, and we have so many, like Coach Harbaugh, um, who are involved with what we're doing and want to share, you know, that while sports is, in a sense, their, you know, uh, avocation, um, their their real life is centered on Jesus. Um, and it's, it's so wonderful. And, and I'd like, if we have the opportunity to share a little bit, you mentioned our chapter program, high school chapters, about the message we try to distill, um, you know, through sports about, you know, the more important um, goal, which is faith. So thank you. Well, the thing I like the most is it's the Catholic faith and it's sure. the authentic Catholic faith. And there aren't many groups out there. I think this is the Fellowship for Christian Athletes maybe talk a little bit about what makes you how you would what do you have in common and what makes you different from them sure you bring a smile to my face with uh, with this question because we we list we used to i think we still do um catholic athletes for christ as being the first catholic sports ministry um and you know for a while there weren't any catholic sports ministry <laughs> so, um but we we did a count once and it's probably a little bit dated but um, a few years ago, at least, um, there were 89 separate, incorporated, and, and well-funded evangelical Protestant sports ministries, you know, and as big as the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and uh, Football Chapel and Baseball Chapel and, and smaller efforts. Like there was even uh, a, an individual ministry for the ladies professional golf association and for the professional bowling association um and one of our bishops on our advisory board uh bishop uh, john barris um of um rockville center new york who used to play basketball himself at princeton university uh has noted that the catholic church is somewhere between 50 five zero and 100 years behind where we should be in sports ministry. So wow. we got a lot of work still to do, but I think we've made some progress, thanks be to God. Yeah, you know, that makes no sense, does it? Because you look at, I know in the old days, I've heard more stories on mm. the radio about, it was the Catholics, high schools, right? That, that were the powerhouse in sports. 
And still are. To, and to still some are to some degree. And it's just so strange that no one really had the inspiration. Maybe the Holy Spirit was waiting for you to be born. You're probably a twinkle in his eyes, right? When, <laughs> when this, uh, but you know, it, it's such, you know, the, all the powerhouse teams, it's just so strange that there wasn't a ministry like yours. But we're so lucky to have it today. And now we want to just have it in every Catholic high school. Yeah, well, thank you. I, I, I have a, a thought on, on what you raised, which is a really good question and a thought been thinking about a lot um but one of our, our first um athlete advisory board member is the 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 legendary former coach of st john's university luke corniseca who god willing will celebrate he just celebrated his 99th birthday wow. we're planning a big 100th birthday event for him god willing next year and a wonderful man and when he joined our board you know he said to me ray he said i used to be the assistant coach under joe lapchek who's another basketball legend and we used to have a big Irish priest on the end of our bench, Father Ed. He was six foot four, and anybody get out of line, he would knock them on the keister. <laughs> and he said, you know, we didn't need a Catholic organization like yours because we were so intrinsically Catholic. Uh -huh. Everybody, we went to mass all the time. But sadly, we don't live in that day and age anymore. That's back in the 1940s, 1950s. Um, so we, we need to be more visible. We need to be more... Uh, present and active and, and, and be intentional. So that's why I'm so excited about being with you and, and, and everything that you're doing. So let's drill down for a minute at what you're doing at the at the high school level. Talk, us, talk about the chapters and how people, if you're just tuning in, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're listening to Raymond McKenna, Ray McKenna. He is the founder and president of Catholic Athletes for Christ. That's Catholic Athletes for Christ. And he's here at our Sports Faith Shareathon, talking about why the sports faith industry is so needed and his organization, how it fulfills that need. So go ahead, let's talk about high schools. Sure, our, our chapter program, we call it the Catholic, which is simply a contraction for Catholic Athletes for Christ. Um, we're started in partnership with Bishop O'Connell um, uh, of um, Trenton, New Jersey. And um, he had um, begun the program because he, it, it, this goes back to what you just mentioned. Uh, ironically, in, in New Jersey, all over New Jersey, but especially in Trenton, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes had give, given permission to organize chapters at all the Catholic schools. And they had an unfortunate episode. And, and they do, I, and I'm not trying to um, be negative or critical of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, because they do a lot of great work. But I will add the caveat that in the context of a Catholic school or Catholic theology, it, it's problematic to have an organization like the Fellowship of Christian Athletes because at, at root cause, their mission statement says something to the effect of the Bible and the Bible alone is the sole source of truth. And as the church, that is inconsistent, as you know, with our fundamentals of the faith because it is both the, the, the scripture and the magisterium and teaching authority that both together and it may seem not like a big point but as it as it develops it can lead to some unfortunate instances and, and i'll get about to mention one where in new jersey bishop o'connell um found out that in his school one of the young students uh, was asked to say a spontaneous prayer in the huddle which is the fca um foot, uh, excuse me, uh, high school meeting group uh, and he began in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace. And I don't know if he got much farther. And the leader said, let me stop you right there. Um, John or James, whatever his name was. Um, we don't say what we call sectarian prayers in the huddle, 
because it offends Jesus. When Bishop O'Connell found out that students won't be able to say a Hail Mary in a Catholic school environment, he told the Fellowship of Christian Athletes that their services were no longer welcome. And that's how it all, that's how kind of it began. And it's, it had grown greatly. It's all over Trenton and other places in New Jersey and spread to uh, as far flung as Louisiana and Florida and California. Um, and we had over a hundred, maybe 20 chapters at one point the program was very much impacted negatively as so many things were by COVID. And yes. it's just starting to regain its footing, I'd say in the last year or two, but we're really excited. And anybody who's interested in learning more, please reach out to me or to our organization. Be happy to share that information. We think it's so important. And your website is catholicathletesforchrist.org. .org. That's right, right org. And it's plural, Catholic Athletes. Athletes with an ass. Uh -huh. What we do, going back to um, something else you had mentioned, Angela, is we, we understand that the students who come or may come to our program, what they're familiar with is sports because they're athletes. So that's what they know. That's their language. That's their milieu. So what we try to do is take sports um, terms, sports messages, and share those sports messages in a way that um, resonates with the students and then at the appropriate juncture we will pivot to the more important faith analogy so for example um, we may we have a lesson that discusses practice the importance of practicing as every athlete knows no great no great athlete no matter how talented and with how no matter how much god god given talent just shows up they're great because they put the work in each and every day in practice and then we'll pivot and say, well, the same is true of the faith. Um, if you go to mass and you show up 10 minutes late and you leave right after you receive communion, well, that's not a good effort. And, but, you know, so we try to say, here's how, you know, you take the lessons of practice that you know from the sports field and you apply it to your faith and it makes you a fuller, a better, a more on fire Catholic. Yes. You know, one of the things that really struck me was when you were telling us early on there's a challenge because a lot of the sports are being held on the weekends, like Sundays. And how do those, how do they get to mass? Talk a little bit about what you were doing to, to solve that problem. Well, we're working to do with the, in the professional level and it's with some cases, Olympic athletes during the Olympics. And we're hoping it will percolate down to other levels. And we've seen some, some instances where it has, um, is to have the holy sacrifice of the mass and the sacrament of penance available at the sporting venue. And I'm happy to say that we're, we're CAC, God willing, will soon celebrate our 20th anniversary. And in the time we've been around, we've been able to establish masses in all with all NFL teams, wow. the road games, and also with uh, all major league baseball teams. And we're working to help in other sports and other areas. Um, but basically, it's a very simple concept. It's just bringing the mass, bringing the priest to the sporting venue. So at the very least, you you, you have the opportunity to receive mass. Um, and again, in this um, milieu, in this venue, um, there are little you know sermonettes provided by evangelical Protestant groups, which are great, which are wonderful. I used to attend them myself. Um, but it's not, a, it's not a substitute for the mass. And that's another one of the areas of confusion we have with our evangelical brothers is they don't understand. They say, well, why can't you just come 
and you know listen to our bible reflection or our, you know little sermon we'll say well we're happy to do that but it, as a catholic we have an obligation we have a desire we, we our life is centered on the eucharist so if we're not allowed to do that if we're prohibited from doing that it, it, it's a great injustice and, and, and it's, it's an infringement on our religious freedom and liberty you know, one of the greatest ones was when I went early on, you had the retreat with Mike Sweeney and do you remember Sister Stephanie? Yeah, in fact, I'm happy to report we just completed our 16th retreat. You were there at the very beginning. Wow. And we're hoping to extend it. We've been trying to plan for years to have one for our NFL players. Um, so hopefully we'll do that this year. And we have many with our high school chapters. Uh, and we're trying to develop, if anyone's interested, any of your listeners, any of your viewers or participants uh, in, in sports retreat, sports retreats. Uh, it's something um, we have a lot, a lot of um, kind of favorable response from. The hardest thing for us with a retreat, by the way, <laughs> I'll mention if I you may indulge me parenthetically, sure. is a lot of people, a lot of athletes especially, but a lot of people in general, really have never been on a retreat. So they really? don't know what- They've never been on one never been on a treat and they, they don't really know what it is they think it sounds strange to go away for a couple of days and you know be on this retreat um but when we convince the athletes and the baseball players football players to come on the retreat they love it and then they want to come back but we have a challenge you know because um i think there were uh, spotty catechism let me say or evangelization in the church over the last 50 years so in some cases we need to re re-establish re that catechism and evangelization. Well, and it was so interesting because I didn't realize until I went there, this seems like the challenges for athletes are so different than some of my challenges would have been in my professional career, both in terms of, you know, the wives of the athletes, their lifestyle. Talk a little bit about that because this retreat did such a good job homing in on that and focusing in on fame and and uh, you know your wife, your husband's away at all of these games, et cetera. So talk a little bit about how you adjusted that for the life of the athlete. Sure, it's a very excellent question. Um, in some ways, the professional athletes um, are very much just like everyone else. They have the same family, familial concerns and issues, and you know, um, being away on the road uh, half the time uh, only usually adds to that. But it, you know, it's, it's no different than a challenge that. You and I face, or you know, uh, Catholic businessmen and women who have to travel and then uh, make plans to take care of the transportation and education and feeding of their children while they're away. So they deal with those issues, but also they're very different than the average person. Um, obviously, in some ways, most of them are very well compensated for what they do, so nobody feels particularly sorry for them. Um, but also, the demands are such of the the job that they have that many cases, and, and this can be taken to extreme, and sadly often is, say with NFL coaches, where they wind up sleeping in their office. And the, 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 my favorite story, which exemplifies this point of how sports can be taken to an extreme, to an excess, is that of uh, former coach Dick Vermeil, Super Bowl winning coach Dick Vermeil of the Rams and the Eagles, where he quit for a time because he had come home, he had two boys, two young boys, and he realized he had been away so much, literally, from his job that he couldn't remember which one was which. Wow. And, we, and, and then he said, I need to get away and be with my family. 
Yeah. Um, so it's a high pressure job, but with pressure comes a lot, you know, with, with compensation comes a lot of pressure and a lot of challenges. Well, and so the, other, the other thing, Ray, is, um, you know, I traveled a lot when I was in the business world, and I didn't have throngs of people throwing themselves at my feet, unfortunately, <laughs> or fortunately. But, you know, I think that with, with, with the fame, you know, especially for successful athletes, there's like that level of idolatry, I think, that they're subject to, where maybe they start to believe their own press reports or, you know, there's women women who are more than uh, willing to be with them. So that part of it, I think, is a little different as well. Absolutely. I have another story on that. Yeah. I happened to be with a team, a baseball team. I can't remember who it was, and I can't remember why I was even there, but I happened to be with the traveling secretary and the team when they arrived at their hotel for a, a series of of games and the traveling secretary had all their room keys this is back in the time when they had keys actually real keys, keys. Yeah. <laughs> all the room keys to go to their hotel and while he was distributing it one-to-one -one, the security people had cordoned off the the area in the hotel by the elevators where the players were and on the other side of the the, the cordoning off were about i would estimate 40 to 50 women who were there just screaming trying to meet them and right. you know be available for them so it was it was like i'll never forget it it was really you know it, it really made you think and, and see the challenges and temptations that a professional athlete has right and i imagine it's you know along the line of being famous or how about when they are hitting a dry spell and it, like if they're in baseball in a slump or they have a problem quick kicking a field goal you know the failure must you know, when I fail and I do every day in certain things, sometimes I'm the only one who knows it myself. <laughs> but boy, when you have all those eyeballs on you. So that's why I think, you know, keeping it in perspective with the Catholic faith that um, levels you off and makes you understand things from a bigger picture was so, so wonderful at your at your retreat. Absolutely. And one of our key athletes, are, uh, Mike Sweeney, who's been with us, as you know, Mike, and from mm -hmm. the beginning, um, he has said that you know in his experience if you win like a championship you're about ecstatic for about three days and then it kind of That's wears it? Off. three days yeah. wow. and if you lose a championship you're probably depressed for about seven days and then you forget it, you move on so i mean that's the goal for everybody is yeah. to win but even winning even the most successful teams coaches um that that that's just a temporary time and period and then you have to move on. And as you said, when you lose, you know, it's it's high profile. Everybody knows about it. it it's a very difficult thing. If you're not grounded, if you don't have, I believe, faith, I, I don't know how somebody without faith actually goes through that because it can be so difficult. I remember um, one coach saying that he was asked the next day after losing the Super Bowl how he slept. And he said, I, I slept like a, a little baby. I woke up every three hours and cried. <laughs> but you there's, it, it's, you know, it's kind of funny, but there's also a, a truth. You know, the very basis is it, it eats at you. You, re you really need to refocus and say, if my whole life is about the wins and the losses, then at the end of the day, no matter how successful you are, if you're the winningest coach in the history of, of your sport, it's still going to be relatively empty. In fact, one of the emphases we emphasis we have this year 
for our high school agent for curriculum and for, for the curriculum is the theme of winning with what it means to win with Christ which is very different than just winning. <laughs> How is it different? So, Tell us. Well, before we do that, let me just interrupt you, Ray. Um, you're listening to WSFI Catholic Radio and WNDZ 750 Portage, Indiana. Um, I'm Angela Tomlinson, and we're in our Sports Faith share So it's the first share that we're focused on sports and faith. We have the Super Bowl coming up, and we want to keep our eyes on the eternal prize here. Our guest is Ray McKenna. Ray is the president and founder of Catholic Athletes for Christ, catholicathletesforchrist.org. We're talking a little bit about why it's necessary to really uh, continue to grow and permeate throughout the high schools and every level. Um, Catholic the Catholic faith through sports and faith, through the sports faith industry. Also, Charlie Bagden came in the studio. You might have heard him a little bit. Sorry, uh, sorry if I if I was jiggling around there a little bit, if you heard me oh, rustling. Well, I thought it was the angels, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We're in our share -a It's the first day. Charlie, in front of you, do you want to just tell people the number that they can call? Sure. A absolutely, Angela. It'll be my pleasure. Okay, if you uh, wish to donate to our worthwhile share uh, call this number 224-206-8455. Again, 224-206-8455. Or you can donate online, uh, which is a great option for some people. Uh, WS, uh, the, this is the website, WSFI radio.org again wsfi radio.org or we have a third option if you prefer to send us a, a check in the mail for example um, where it's wsfi uh, p.o box 885 which coincides with our 88.5 uh, number on the fm scale p.o box 885 libertyville illinois Zip code six zero zero four eight. That's P.O. Box eight eight five Libertyville. Zip code six zero zero four eight. And we have some great guests coming up over the next few days. Um, some of them are friends of Ray, and we probably met many of them through uh, Catholic Athletes <coughs> for Christ. But on deck is one of my favorites, Joe Delamalier. He is, uh, you know, have, do you know Joe? Yeah, of course. Yeah, right. Yes. So he, Joe's coming up. He, um, I was just listening to his acceptance speech at the Sports Faith Hall of Fame, and his father told him, don't go to kindergarten. It's overrated. So he came from this big, big family, and he, um, his father actually owned what they called a bar, but it might not be like a bar the way we look at it. And seven days a week, they would work in that bar from 7.30 in the morning till 2.30, and then he would have to clean up the bar. And then he'd wake up his father to get to work again and he'd go to school. And the nuns would complain to him, there's something wrong with Joseph, he keeps yawning. And his mother said, give him a break, he works at night. But he's done that like his whole life, his whole life. So he's, he's lived a great life. He's a dyed in the wool, he's Catholic to the core, really. Uh, so he's definitely worth listening to. He's uh, on from 10 to 11. And then Father Dwight Campbell will be in. He's the host of our Marian Hour. And we wanted to talk about some saints that played sports. So can you think of one, Ray, off the top of your head? A more recent saint, for example, who was an athlete. Can you think of any, um, Charlie? 
A saint, yeah, I'm not sure about a saint. Who played sports? Who played sport? Well, they might not. Well, I don't know if you played. I think of saints. It first comes to mind is, is Saint Sebastian. Who first there you plays go, sports. Saint uh, Sebastian. Is, yeah, uh, but a real, you know, great witness and warrior for the faith. There you go. Um, and then we have Pope and, John Paul. Yeah, that's right. Pope, well, yeah, Pope, Pope, oh, well, Pope John yeah, Paul. Right. I should have thought he, he's actually kind of like the patron saint of CAC. So he should have, I should have popped to mind immediately John, John Paul II. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. That's a good one, Angela. Yeah, so that's um, that's what Father Campbell is going to talk a little bit about. <clears throat> you know, one of the ones he was mentioning the other day that um, I didn't realize. Well, I'm going to let him tell you the story. About someone who was a boxer. And someone said something against the Catholic faith, and he used his skill. <laughs> say that he knocked him out of the box. So we have uh, Father Campbell coming on at eleven, and then we have Deacon Steve Yavi or Javi is coming on. He's been an NBA ref for I think over twenty years, uh-huh. and he became a deacon later in life, and he's an inductee. And then Notre Dame's Dave Casper, who's on your is he on your board? He's a great friend. Yeah, he's on our speakers bureau, and he's he's been on our um, Zoom Bible studies uh, a couple of times. A great, great guy. He's ghost, a great guy. Ghost to the post. Yes, ghost, and he he always talks about uh, John Madden because I mm. didn't know John Madden was a Catholic. Oh yeah, very 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 Catholic devout. Catholic. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Yeah, I, yeah. We, you did. Did you know that? I I didn't know that. I know Vince Lombardi was a was a great Catholic, but he talked about you guys. I'm sure you all know the story that he used to go to day, morning mass every day. He was a daily com, a mass and communicant person. But he'd go out, and the Packers said, "Boy, he sure didn't treat us charitably on the on the practice." It's field. called holy discipline. <laughs> it was holy discipline. Well, John Lombardi's coming on this afternoon. His grandson. Oh, that's right. His grandson. What? Well, yeah. yeah. So, what time is that, Angela? That would be from four to five. Four to and five. And we go off the air on WNDZ at five because okay. it's sun, sun. Yeah, sun. yeah. So, and then tomorrow we have um, well some interesting ones tomorrow. So we're honoring Nazareth the uh, varsity football team and uh, i think they were they had not so great a record in the season right they were they were actually one of the last teams to get into the state playoffs cuz they actually i think they were the only team that had a losing record going into the state everybody else was like 9 and 0 8 and 1 7 and 2 6 and 3 nazareth was 4 and 5 That's but right. the fact that they had played the way they count the points to get into the playoffs is if you've played a really good team you get the points that the team, the number of games the team won. So Nazareth made it because they were four and five, but several of the teams they lost to ended up nine and zero oh or eight and one or seven and two. And so, they won the so and they ended up winning. Once they got in the state tournament, they uh, they actually beat our our local high school. Did you know that? That was Sadly. a shame. Yes. Yeah, Carmel High School in the Carmel. semifinals. So Tim Rackey's going to be in, and he would be a great candidate. We'll have to talk to him about doing a Catholic Athletes for Christ. So he's we're inducting uh, Nazareth in, in May. And then uh, Rod Marinelli from the Chicago Bears will be on after that, who's a friend of yours. Right. Scott Pacino, who is a baseball, he's a baseball, um, director of baseball for Octagon. So oh, he's closed okay. one of the largest sporting contracts in the history of baseball. But he's a devout Catholic. Um, of course, our beloved Patrick McCos- McCaskey and Dan Duddy. So I won't take up any more of Ray's time, but we have well, an exciting... Like quite a lineup. Oh, we have a great lineup. And of course, Chris Godfrey is on the next day. Yeah, as you Mike say, we, we, we have some good uh, people on Friday also, but like Angela said, we don't, well, throughout the day, we'll mention some of the other ones, but uh, we don't want to take any more of your time this morning, uh, Ray. 
but you laid the foundation for all of this, Ray. Oh, I don't know about that, but it's kind of, it, we hope the Holy Spirit did, but I, 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 I hope if I played a little role in that, I'm very grateful. Yes. Yeah. So talk about the, um, what's coming, what's happening at Ave Maria. This is a, this is a new thing. Oh, for you. we're really excited about this. Um, we are, um, in the third, I think it's the fourth week of June. We're having a first ever, uh, Catholic sports camp conference at CAC Ave Maria sports camp and conference, which is, I think going to have, it's, it's not fully decided yet, but at least six or maybe eight different sports athletes are invited high wow. school athletes wow. from all around the country to come and stay over and get top level coaching from various coaches um, and uh, Catholic, um, you know, catechesis, um, encouragement, we're opening, you mentioned uh, my friend Dan Duddy, hope to have Dan be one of the oh. coaches at the conference. We haven't solidified that yet, but that's our hope. Um, and um, it, it's going to be for four days, um, maybe five days, right there on the campus of um, beautiful Ave Maria near Naples, Florida. And the athletic director, I think you know, mutual friend Joe Patterson, is is um, kind of the, the architect of this and really happy that he reached out to Catholic Athletes for Christ to partner with him on this we're looking to do these camps these 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 sports catholic camps and um conferences all around the country god willing you know because it's another area where as bishop barris says we're very behind from the evangelical protestants the fca where they've been having camps for 15 years um you know everywhere so what would it be like so if i have a student that plays what high school football high school football high school so football it, what would ha what would i do <clears throat> he would would come does he have to be to, accepted or is it just sign up well no i don't it's not a matter of acceptance although they are looking for the you know what one of the the reasons you know i'm sure that they're hoping that the students who attend become interested in ave maria mm -hmm. and eventually being an athlete at you know at the college level but anyone's welcome you know athlete you don't you need to have any level of particular accomplishment to come to attend, you know, whatever sport they play or they're interested in. So say your example, a football player would come and then the football coaches at Ave Maria, maybe in conjunction with Dan Duddy or some of our other prominent Catholic Athletes for Christ members would give them top-notch coaching. And then at some point we'd have, we'd have a daily mass. Beautiful. Be three meals, um, lodging provided there at the dormitories. And then we'll have an opportunity for the students to gather as a group and hear, uh, you know, Catholic speakers speak, you know, about some aspect of the faith. Hopefully That's fabulous. Fa yeah. That is so fabulous. I know Mike Sweeney has the uh, baseball camp here in the you Chicago know, It's really Liberty. tremendous what Mike's been doing, um, the Catholic uh, baseball camp for many, many years. And as you, you think you may know, he was very much discouraged from doing that, but he just felt the Holy Spirit had put on his heart and once he did it, he's, you know, just the results have been incredibly good. Wow, that, that's that's really something. Which goes to show you, sometimes you have to go against the grain. You have to go against what other people say in order to, you know, really be a Catholic, you know, and have Catholic, Catholic values. I think that's a great insight. I think probably more times than not, <laughs> if not almost always, um, because... You know, when you float with the, the culture, what's accepted in the day, it, it's very easy to just, you know, get into somewhere that 
is a Catholic shouldn't be venturing. But see that again. That's what I like about sports is you have to in sports you must learn how to block out the the booze or block out you know when people are jazzing. What do you call it? Razzing you. You have to block it all out or block out the noise and focus. And I think more and more in our culture, that's exactly what's happening is that, you know, you, you're getting it amplified like I've never seen in my lifetime, the negative stuff about our church and our teachings and what we, you know, what the life that we want to live. It's, it's, you know, before it was a plea for tolerance that we would put up with certain mm -hmm. behavior, but now it's being rammed on our throat. And it's, an, it's really a skill to be able to not let it not let it affect you to to go deeper in our souls and Very dig good. our heels in and and Stanford. Now you talk a little bit about what happened in Los Angeles. Do you mind me asking what happened in Los Angeles with the, with the Dodgers? With and, the Dodgers, and, yeah. Was it the so-called Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence? Um, yes. Yeah, that was a disturbing, I think, kind of sad episode um, that Catholic Athletes for Christ was involved and we tried very hard to be involved kind of um in, in a, in a low-key non-public way because i don't believe in, in our approach is never believe that being publicly critical of somebody you know adds a lot of healing a lot a lot of a lot of um conciliation um so we tried to work behind the scenes we have mass a long-standing mass for the los angeles dodgers ironically which was you know founded by the late vin scully the legendary baseball broadcaster the you know maybe the best broadcaster ever um and uh so um we've had very many dodgers who've been supporting we still have the mass thing i'm very thankful for that so um we we um were asked by you know all sides like to be be part of this discussion and then i hope to be part of the solution but you know it was such a sad situation where the team decided something changed their mind went 180 degrees and then went back 180 degrees um and some of our you know uh, trevor williams of the washington national who's a good friend and on our advisory board spoke out very boldly uh, against it as did los angeles dodger uh player and star pitcher uh, clayton kershaw um and a few of the other dodger players and i think that at the end of the day it's kind of uh hopefully a lesson learned or at least a case study in how not to approach something and, and i'm not even saying that from any particular perspective of what a franchise should or shouldn't do but i am saying it from the perspective of what how a franchise should can should look to bring people in before they make a decision and kind of consider the ramifications because i don't believe that any organization certainly the los angeles dodgers would like wants their most prominent player to publicly criticize the team's decision um but again it comes from a lack of understanding and fully consultation because i think if all those players had been consulted maybe the the event would have been done differently wouldn't have been done at all or whatever. Explain but what the event we, was, Ray, for people who don't know what we're talking about. Um, just explain believe, a little bit what happened. I believe, if, I, if my memory is correct, there was a, um, uh, I, I think it's called Pride Night, which m most professional teams have had. Um, in fact, I think all baseball teams, with the exception of the Texas Rangers, have had one or more Pride Nights at the stadium. 
So this was the annual Los Angeles Dodgers Pride Night, and they wished to recognize and honor a group called the um, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. They actually were um, not sisters or nuns as we know them, but individuals who were in dressed in drag and specifically mocking the sisters. In, 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 yeah, in, in, in fact, Ray, weren't they? Weren't they sadly all ma- men? That- yeah, they were. Yeah, they're all in drag. It, right. it was, yeah, and yeah. it's something that they weren't just doing. They, they they had a long history of things like desecrating the the crucifix and and using it in the most heinous and despicable ways that I can't even repeat on the air. Yes. Um, so there was understandably a, a pushback and an outcry from the Catholic community, and I think the, I would say the Christian community at large. Um, against this and then the Dodgers decided they weren't going to honor the group and then they in a week later changed their mind again and that's what prompted the opposition from players like Trevor Williams and Clayton Kershaw um and what one of the things CAC is doing is working with the Religious Freedom Institute based in Washington DC which has done great work in the area of First Amendment religious freedom to present to teams and, and hopefully the teams will wish to hear this um what are the fundamental religious freedoms that you know all players have and should be respected by the teams and in in the in this context in many of these events players have been compelled by and large to wear you know certain insignias or uniforms uh, or uh, insignias on their uniform excuse me that um violate their their religious beliefs and what what their, their their faith is and um so this is a real issue it's it's a real issue it's not a matter of even an organization saying we want to honor a group that we support which is by and large their right but it's compelling others to be part and parcel of that that event it would be it would be the same for example and it's just not we're not saying this to be you know we're trying to to have a discussion that leads to healing and it leads to um understanding and it leads to not or not a repeat of this event um and i just want to be clear um as catholics who do believe deeply in our faith we would not countenance we would not uh, advocate and i don't think we would even support an organization that wanted to require place uh, players to wear a crucifix or a cross on their uniform uh, because that would not be fair to players who don't want to promote a christian message that should be an individual decision and a personal decision but something that's not required or mandated that that's that's i think what's at the core of this yes it's such a delicate issue but it's a fiery issue and it affects their income too doesn't it it leads to passion because i believe that there was a a counter protest organized in the the dodger stadium parking lot where as many as five or ten thousand individuals showed up to protest the, the event uh, and uh, th- there were many Catholic prelates in in the march and uh, uh, again you know and I, I'm not trying to be critical of the Dodgers or anybody here but trying to come to a, uh, a reasoned solution to not have something like this again I don't I don't think any of the owners of the Dodgers or any of the decision makers were happy with how that you know event turned out and what and, and the the um, kind of the pushback they received. Yeah, the, the the negative negative publicity rate that that uh, that came from that. Mm-hmm. No, exactly, and and you know, and, and there's always that tendency to kind of divide things into us versus them, 
political parties where you know individuals versus individuals and i i don't think that we're benefited at the end of the day by going down that road as, as tempting as it might be well that's why i think it's so important for people you know it's almost like there was a blackout period or something with um people really understanding the, the our faith so as we get this next generation in who are making decisions, I think they don't really even understand the ramifications sometimes of what they're promoting because they've been taught so much to kind of, you know, they're, they're part of the culture right now. Where, you know, I'm thinking like, for example, talk a little bit about the NFL and the founders of the NFL and what they stood for and how yeah, well, clear it was. I, I know in uh, the SFI um, Hall of Fame, you, you have some of the most prominent founders of the NFL uh, men and women, uh, uh, like Virginia McCaskey, um, who um, really, uh, and, and the founding of the NFL is a marvelous story. I'm, I'm hoping, I've been trying to interest a few people. We, CAC has been involved in a number of film endeavors, like with the, we did the Gil Hodges film a few years ago that received much acclaim with our friend David Nallieri of the Knights of Columbus. Um, and, uh, you're familiar with Champions of Faith that our friend uh, John Morales was involved with and great testimonies. Um, we're trying to do more of that and I would love to, uh, and I'd love to be part of it too, but I'd love for there to be a film produced about the founding of the NFL, which is truly a Catholic story. The story of the Hallises and the McCaskey family, of the Rooney family, of the Mara family with the Giants. Um, the story of Bill Bidwell um, in the Cardinals. And I think I mentioned individuals all who are in the sports fame hall, hall of fame sports faith hall of fame um and uh you know just this wonderful story about the nfl being you know um uh entirely catholic organization one of my favorite stories if, if you don't mind if i share it just Please briefly it is that um my friend jimmy murray uh former general manager of the uh, philadelphia eagles um who's a real character he also was found he's the founder of the ronald mcdonald house uh, oh. And great sense of humor, great Irishman. And, and Jimmy Murray told me a story where he was used to be with the owners early on, the ones I mentioned, and uh, Burke Bell, who's the Catholic owner of the Philadelphia Eagles. And they were all together late night, late at night, and they realized they hadn't gone to mass. So there used to be something called the printer's mass. I don't know if you ever heard of it. I no. had never. Yeah. But like late in the morning for printers, they'd have like a 2 a.m. morning mass because they were working, getting the paper out. They couldn't go to mass. so. They all went to the printer's mass and they were meeting with the then owner of the Los Angeles Rams, Carol Rosenblum, who was Jewish. And they, he, he said, we've got to go to mass. We just realized that, you know, so he said, well, what am I going to do? And they said, well, come along with us. So <laughs> Carol Rosenblum <laughs> rather than going to mass with them all. <laughs> Maybe a little evangelization yeah. there. Right? Yeah. Yeah, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Ray McKenna. He is the founder and president of Catholic Athletes for Christ. You can learn more about his organization at catholicathletesforchrist.org. That's catholicathletesforchrist.org. If you have someone in the high school level that plays sports, you might be interested in learning more about the sports camp. It's the first one ever that they're having in at Ave Maria University in Florida, is that right? We're going to have, um, uh, I've been promised by my friends uh, at Ave Maria, um, uh, Joe Patterson and Will Hampton, who's the uh, Joe's assistant uh, athletic director, that they're going to have um, materials available online and brochures uh, 
February 1st, which I think is tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. There you tomorrow. go. Perfect timing. So when you get up tomorrow, that's the first thing <laughs> you might want to do is check out this camp. Yeah, please come to us and, and we'll be happy to. And we, we, we want to have athletes, you know, coming far and wide. We think it's going to be a tremendous event. And it, it's been something we've hoped for and prayed for for many, many years. So um, I'm, I'm very grateful. I'm grateful to my friends at Ave Maria and, and, to, and, to the, and to God. Angela, do you mind if I just interject a, a minute and give people the oh, number, telephone number to call or, or website to use? Um, for those of you who have just maybe joined us in the last uh, half an hour or less, um, we are in the first of our three days of the uh, WSFI Share-A-Thon, where um, we are trying to uh, ask for donations because we are listener-supported, our Radio station is Catholic and it's listener supported, so we we need all the or as many listeners as possible to help us with the donations. But the number to call is two two four two zero six eight four five five. Again, two two four two zero six eight four five five. Or if you wish to donate online, go to www.wsfi radio.org that's the w-s-f-i-r-a-d-o.org or if you wish to send us uh, a check in the mail so there's still a few people that prefer to do that uh, you can send it to wsfi p.o box 885 which uh, derives from the fact that our, our fm number is 88.5 fm in chicagoland area and uh, so P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, and the zip code is 60048. Thank you very much for everybody that's listening and for all of you who would uh, donate. We give you a, a double thanks and appreciation. Yeah, and a little thank you, a sports yeah. faith gift, which we'll get into next next hour. Okay, yeah, that's fine. There We have different levels of contribution, you know, for X amount, for X times two to x times four so on and so forth yes and if you want to start a catholic chapter i mean catholic a high school chapter for catholic athletes for christ at your local high school right they would contact you yes in the meantime um we um you know the um when the chapters were started our friend dan duddy again who's going to be your, your guest and I really encourage everybody to listen to dan he's a real incredible motivational speaker just a wonderful friend and, and, and Catholic gentleman uh, and former football coach. Um, it, Dan was running the chapters and then he was called in another direction eventually. And our chapters really suffered during COVID, as I mentioned. So we're just trying to get back, but we've lost our director, which we need a new director to run it. So in the meantime, as when, and I tell everybody, and I really mean this, by the way, people are stuck with dealing with me, and I'm huh. really not the best person to be handling this. I, I have more than enough on my plate, and I know I'm sure that I do what I'm supposed to do all that well, but I certainly don't do this well. But in the meantime, if, if people don't mind, I would be the starting point, and then hopefully they'll uh, point them in the right direction, and, and um, I think it would benefit everybody in the long run. You know, it's funny. I remember the story with Mother Angelica that she was having some sort of technical problem or something and someone <laughs> called in and said, you have technical problems. And then he, she just said, if there's an engineer out there that can help me, 
come. And I think that was how Father Joseph Mary ended up at EWTN. Really? Yeah. Right. He, he was that an engineer. And he decided. I love that story. Isn't that great? And I think it was him. He, he just got in his car, called her up, <laughs> rolled there, and then the rest is history. I'll be darned. Yeah. And Father Joseph is a wonderful, oh, wonderful EWTN priest for he sure. Is. He is. And speaking of wonderful priests, if there's any question in anyone's mind about the quality of the Catholic and Catholic Athletes for Christ. Walk us through. I was, I'm always amazed at who you've attracted, Ray, um, on your Episcopal We've board. We've been really fortunate. I know we have a good friend of sports faith, um, Bishop Thomas Paparaki, the so-called Holy Goalie. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think you to receive or has received a recent award. And um, also um, Cardinal Timothy Dolan of, of New York, who is a huge personality and big sports fan. You know, uh, Cardinal Dolan, used to and maybe he still does appear on yankee broadcasts oh. um and he would do start like doing play-by-play -play for a while <laughs> yankee booth um uh, the um, cardinal ed o'brien edwin o'brien a former um uh, bishop of baltimore and he's now in rome uh, and i think he's, he's recently retired but a great sports fan a big yankee fan Derek jeter fan um uh, we have um and if you go to our website again, you can see I think we have 18 or 22 actually, I think all together. And I don't want to, I Bishop Barris, I mentioned, is one of them. Uh, Bishop Gomez of Los Angeles is another. Um, but I'm sure I'm, I'm forgetting as many as I'm remembering, but all of them are, are wonderful and special in their own way. Bishop, and the, the most recent one, Bishop James Wall of Gallup, New Mexico, who's an incredible sports guy and incredible bishop. Yes, indeed. And some great athletes associated as well. I think, did you know Yogi Berra by any chance? Was it Yogi? Uh, indirectly. I, I get to meet him, in, you know, in, but, but uh, uh, the utmost respect and admiration for a great Catholic man. Yes. Yogi, 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 great Catholic man, a great Hall of Famer, uh, a great, uh, everything Yogi did, you know, he was a, a hero in World War II um, in the Navy. And, uh, I don't think there's that we're ever going to see the likes of a Yogi Berra again. God, no. God bless him. I'm always surprised at which athletes are Catholics because you don't, there's no way to know it, really. Well, something we, in fact, we had on, on our last two years ago, we conducted a poll. We had over 3,000 participants. We did a conjunction with the Knights of Columbus, uh, all-time Catholic team, and we had uh, voters vote for the with the first and second choices for uh, Catholic. And it's amazing. I mean, you know, Babe Ruth. Joe DiMaggio, Whoa. Yogi Berra, Whitey Ford, Roger Maris, um, I'm trying to, it's, uh, Mike Piazza, Craig Biggio, um, and the list goes on and on and on. I mean, I, I think probably half or, or more than that are Hall of Famers, you know, that are, are all, you know, you could have a Catholic Hall of Famer basically from e each and every position. Isn't that something? It's so beautiful and it's so so inspiring. I remember when Mike Piazza met with Pope John Paul. Remember he said, Mike Piazza, baseball player. Remember he <laughs> there was that picture of him and, and Pope John Paul was kissing, he was kissing Pope John Paul's ring. It was so moving. Yeah. It was so moving to see people who seem like they have the whole world by the tail and here they are kneeling in front of the Pope and loving it, every, loving every second of it. Yeah, and it goes back to what I mentioned before, the winning for winning with Christ that we're promoting is, you know, say, well, what, winning for us is a very broad concept because it also encompasses, believe it or not, losing. 
because winning or losing on the field isn't the end of the day. And that's what people like a Mike Piazza and a Mike Sweeney and all the others know is that the most important thing is to be have eternal life, to be with, with, with the Holy Trinity in heaven. Um, and that's really what winning with Christ is. And people may say, well, that's a fast one because, you know, you're not talking about wins and losses on the field. And while we certainly, you know, encourage winning on the field and promote it, actually, um, we, we don't ever want to be at a point where we think that that defines a person what their win and loss record is. That That's that's far um, too um too meager of a view of it of an individual created in the image and likeness of God. Yes. Yeah, that's what Tom Minahan said. It, and when we yes. inspected Tom Minahan, he yes. said, "There's only one disaster in life, and that there's only one disaster that you lose your soul." So mm -hmm. there you go, Ray. Then, you've been a you've been a great guest. We're going to have to sign off. We didn't take any breaks this hour because I was so interested. Yeah, Ray. Ray, thank you. Thank you. you My say. pleasure. I hope this is a very successful shareathon. Thank and you. And I'm just encouraged and thankful to be. A small part of it with with both of you, and I, I look forward to being in touch again. Soon, Ray, hey, hey, Ray, Ray, just real quickly, why don't you give everybody your uh, your uh, website again? It's simply Catholic Athletes with an S, Catholic Athletes for Christ org. O R G. Wonderful. All righty, we'll be back at ten o'clock with Joe Delamalier coming up. Th thank thank you, you, Ray. Ray. Thank you. God bless you both. Bye.